Unchained Rock Show, All Talk with Steve Harrison. You're listening to the Unchained Rock Show, All Talk with me, Steve Harrison. This edition finds me talking to Tobias Samet of Avantasia as part of his promotional tour for the brand new album Moon Glow, set for release in February 2019. Talking all things Moonglow, Avantasia, the recording process, trains and the treadmill that is the press junket of interviews. Sit back and enjoy the full interview. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's been... It's been um, I, I didn't want it to start so, so, so early again. Um, well, I don't know if it's really early again, but but after after we had done the ghost lights too, I was I was tired and I was tired of the treadmill. Yeah. Not so much of playing music. Um, I, I love creating music, but I was just I knew everybody else uh, expected something, and everybody else knew what I was going to do next except for me. Right. Okay. So I thought that was weird, and so I said, okay, listen, I'm not going to do anything. Uh, I didn't have a record deal, not with Avantasia, not with that guy. I didn't have the. Uh, I didn't have anything to do. What? After Ghost Lights, you didn't have a, a deal? Yeah, well, it was uh, lucky me it had oh. expired. You know, I fulfilled the contract. So right. It was not exactly to my disadvantage yeah, yeah. that I didn't have a deal after the success of Ghost Lights. <laughs> the racket contract had run out. I had delivered all the albums, but I didn't plan to do anything new anytime soon. I was tired and I wanted to, um, I wanted to get away from, from the, tra- the treadmill, out of the treadmill. So... Um, I said, okay, whatever everybody else expects, I don't really care. Yeah. I don't care about bandmates, I don't care about the record label, I don't care about the booking agency, about the public, about the press, about the fans, uh, because I, I simply need to, to find... I don't want to fall into a routine, Yeah. because music is based on intuition. I always innocently recorded what I had in my mind, I didn't think much about it, but I realized... Wow, I've done 17 albums, 10 world tours, and all that in 20 years, 15 to 20 years, and maybe 5,000 interviews, and I had managed everything myself, and I said, like, no way, not going to do anything now. So I tried to find myself a hobby, build a studio. No good idea if you want to really relax. <laughs> so but I, had, I had built the studio, and when I had it, I found myself crawling in there, sneaking yeah, in there okay. every now and then. And, um, and starting to work again. And I had songs. I thought at first it's going to be maybe a solo album, something that nobody, nobody really is waiting for. Yeah. And that felt good to me. Yeah. I'm going to do something that nobody demands and nobody expects. And, but then it sounded like Avantasia, and I thought, well, you already have a solo project. It's just, it's just you don't have to sing all the stuff yourself. You have a solo project with other singers. So... So I said, okay, that sounds like Avantasia, feels like Avantasia. Um, let's make it Avantasia. And, and that's how it all came together. That was 2016, late 2016, early 2017. And then I kept composing and composing and I did some traveling. Funnily, mostly to England. Yes. I wrote, at this very table, I wrote the lyrics to um, Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Oh, wow. Uh, not 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 the whole lyrics, yeah. but but parts of the lyrics at this chair. Yeah. I don't know if it was that oh, chair, but oh, it was. I just touched, <laughs> touched oh. the chair. <laughs> the thing is, you've always had a massive fondness of England. And now we've spoke actually quite a few times uh, over the years, whether it be when you've been with, over here with Ed Gang, we've had uh, radio uh, phone discussions. But you've, you've oh, there's something that seems to appeal to you about England. I wanted to know: Are you still receiving? I think you once told me you were getting like an English Homes magazine. 
thing. I do. You still, still get you still get that. English home. <laughs> English home. Uh, yeah, yeah. I still have it. I still right. have it. I have to say, I haven't. I haven't opened the the last two issues <laughs> because it was so busy. So I still have two unopened issues, but I still get it. Yeah, right. it's the only magazine I, I I actually subscribe to and that I that I pay for. Right. I get a couple of metal magazines, music magazines, but I get them for free. Yeah, this is the only one I actually pay for. <laughs> Uh, 90 pounds or something a month because it's delivered to Germany yeah, yeah. Uh, not a month uh, a year yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah yeah I, I do it's, I, I just love it I wrote parts here I wrote parts in Birmingham I, I was here several times to compose to just walk around and to go see pubs and um, see pubs just yeah. not see pubs but drink in them drink in them <laughs> yeah right in them and I just find it to be highly inspiring right and I don't know why I, we, we have beautiful places in Germany we have a lot of historical places we have castles but I I, I don't know there's something I don't know what it is but right. there's something I love about is, it is it almost that sort of a, a spiritual connection you mentioned Birmingham there so obviously they know they're sort of uh, almost a home city of uh, the great Bob Catley and Magnum absolutely so. that was the, uh, the, I I you know, all my favorite bands, most of them are English, and, and I don't know, ever since I was here for the first time, that was way before we had done a record, that was when I was 17, I think it was the first time I was in England, I fell in love with it. Yeah. I felt, I felt, that was around the time when the X Factor album, Vine Maiden, came out, because I remember in the tube, there were posters everywhere. Uh, I, I don't know why, I don't know what it is. I like English football, I like, I, I like English food. Yeah. If there is anything like English food, but <laughs> and of course, because often the traditional English food is it's come Indian from abroad food. anyway. Exactly. No, it's Indian food, and, and uh, so so. Uh, no, I, I really, I'm, I'm, I don't know what it is, but it, but it, I just I just like it, and yeah. it's really funny because a lot of people from England, I have a lot of friends here, say like. Well, everything is broken here. And I said, no, it's not broken, it's vintage. That's, That's what you, you, you call it vintage. Absolutely, shabby chic. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> shabby chic, everything, you know, the, the trains. You go there and you get, you get overtaken by, by bikers and everything, you know. Yeah. People on bicycle, you know, they're so slow. And I, I, did, I did one of the Edgar tours, I did completely by train. Band went on a bus and it was not because we were not liking each other. It was, it was just because I said, like, now I want to have a hotel and I just want to stay in a hotel. I want to go to Birmingham New Street and then yeah. have a coffee in the morning. Then I was going on my first class coach. Okay, a bit snobby. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, snobbish. But, uh, but, uh, but, and then they came. There was the guy, the, the ticket inspector was also the, 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 the what is it called? The, the waiter or the steward. Yeah. Or yeah. He was the same person. You know, I wouldn't have wondered if he was also the train driver. Uh, the, the, what is it called? The, the, um, the guy that oh, was, no, the conductor the conductor yeah yeah because because he was doing everything he was right, just like yeah, tickets yeah. please yeah. I was the only one sitting there <laughs> the then he came in and he said okay what do you like to eat he came with his little card <laughs> okay and after we finish this you're gonna go to the to the to the to the to the cockpit and then he's gonna he's gonna drive us to London and no I really like it I, yeah. don't, I don't know what but indeed I mean in terms of um the album let's talk uh, Moonglow I was, I was thinking that because when you came over here with Avantasia and played at the forum which I, which I attended and I'd seen you with Avantasia previously at Bloodstock as well uh, and of course uh, for me that's just that's just not often enough but hey <laughs> that's, that's thank how it, you very much thank you <laughs> indeed thank you. Um, 
nearly three years then in the in the well not quite in the making I suppose uh, I've had uh, the uh, great fortune to have a listen to uh, Ravenchild and I've got to say uh, it was a, the first listen it was thought I like this it'll let it play again and I thought I love this oh thank you the third play and it was like this is awesome uh, and that really sort of sets up the tone then and I just cannot wait to hear the, the whole album what a great 11 minute plus epic to release again sort of like here you go here's Aventasia have, have a bit of this uh, yeah, well, you know, it wasn't planned in the beginning that to, to make it also the first single, The Raven Child. That wasn't planned. It was, it's the longest track on the album. But then I thought, uh, we've, we've been away for three years, and it's, it's a great song. And with Avantasia fans, it's never been about, you know, you didn't really need uh, to adjust to modern um, listening behavior yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So that's, that's, usually it's, it's these days in the music industry is like give people something bite-sized, give them something that they, because usually, you know, on those streaming platforms, a song is being counted as listened to if somebody listens to it for more than, how, how, how long? 20 seconds, 25 seconds, something like that? Yeah. 20, 30, yeah, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Yeah. So that, and that says everything you must know about the entertainment industry of the 21st Absolutely. century. 30 seconds is, if you listen to 30 seconds, you have listened to a track. No, 30 seconds, you know, uh, after, you, after two minutes, you don't know nothing about an Avantasia song yet. It's, it's uh, you know, it's hard for, for myself to cut myself short when speaking, but also when playing music. And I just think <laughs> we should take all the time in the world that it needs to express ourselves in art and yeah. not uh, live up to uh, to modern listening behavior or or uh, to you know to to yeah it, it doesn't make sense to me to to adjust to what's fashionable and yeah. what you know I don't want to give people yeah. something bite-sized I want to do I want to express myself and do something great yes. and I thought Avantasia fans understand that. And Absolutely. That's why the, yeah. the Raven Child, it's not going to be played on radio, you know? Nobody's going to even dare to ask if we could cut this short because whether you want to cut anything yeah. of an 11 and a half minute song, it can't be cut short. It is what it is. Yeah. Take it or leave it. And fortunately, um, throughout the years of hard work, uh, we found uh, a relatively small, but at the same time, not to be underestimated group of people following us who accept and grasp what we're doing the way it is. Yes. Yeah. Not without demanding anything. Else. And I suppose almost a sense of expectation that they're wanting that sort of grandiose epic track that's sort of uh, uh, entwined within the rest of the album as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's. We, we've done this before with Avantasia. We've had, we've had. I think the second album started off with a fourteen and a half minute song. Um, we have the scarecrows 11 minutes or yeah. 12 minutes 10 minutes long uh, let the storm descend upon you runaway yeah, train stargazers yeah. uh, there, there's a there's a mystery of time there's always been these kinds of savior in the clockwork with with biff Bifold. yeah yeah um there's always been these kinds of songs and i think that's something that's also a trademark it's really funny because that's why we for this record why we uh, we had done a bonus track or track just for fun which was the cover version of Maniac we had to put that song on the album as a counterbalance uh, to all the long tracks right. <laughs> which, which were simply I mean it, it was almost on the verge of becoming a progressive album 
And I don't like progressive music right. that much. <laughs> right. Everybody against everybody. And we're all great players, but we don't know exactly why we're doing this. But it sounds complicated. Yeah, and we free can form play, jazz. We? Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, the, the song itself uh, and um, that the sort of the intro, I mean, I mean it's almost like a, it's inspired in the sense of the way that it starts almost that sort of folk S. Something that I thought was or felt slightly different, almost like with the harp sounds and, yeah, with, the, and with Hansi coming in then, it's just like. Yeah, this is going to be something special. It was in the beginning. It was just, and the song goes back to the ghost lies. That the the the, the key, the, the center elements, the central elements of the songs were put together during the ghost lights um, uh, writing session. But, yeah, uh, it was just the chorus and the pre-chorus and the verse. And back then, I didn't have an emotional attachment to it. And sometimes it happens. Yeah. Right song, wrong time. You just think, nah, I should put this aside and work on something different. Go back to it. Yeah. Not because it's bad, just because you don't find an access to it. So I went back to the song, and from there it developed. I had this idea for an intro, which was beautifully arranged when Miro made the suggestion the Celtic harp should be played by a real Celtic harp player. Yeah. So we got a real proper Celtic harp player in there. And then the whole song developed from there. There was a Celtic midsection, and then it, it, it merges into that... Um, almost Gregorian canon part. Yes, absolutely, yeah. And it was, it was nothing of it was planned. It just happened. And I had more ideas and more ideas. And let's repeat this part and we're going to build it up vocally. And Sasha said, but why repeat it? It's getting long. No, 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 it's not getting long. Um, I, I told him, we're going we're gonna to have different voices come in and they're going to do the same thing. And more and more is going to, and it's going to add up and build up. Yeah. And we needed those Gregorian elements. So I asked a guy who works for a project called Gregorian, which is a world music pop project right. like Enigma. Um, and, and they, well, they, they, they do pop classics with Gregorian type chants. Yes. Yeah. And I said, okay, I need this. Let, let's ask this guy. He's going to be, he can, he can do it. And, and he did it perfect. Yeah. It, it sounded so authentic. And then in the end, I wanted to get it back to the chorus, but then we had very, in a very subtle way, way um, uh, increased the tempo of the song uh, throughout the song. So it didn't, it didn't sound right to go back to the chorus. So I said, "Well, there's no rules in rock music no. and, and heavy metal. We're not going to go back to the chorus. We're going to have a C section." And um, a C section. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> an additional <laughs> section. <laughs> sounds like having a baby. <laughs> no, there's an A section and B section. Yeah, that was a, a C section. A bridge, a middle eight. Oh uh, no, but that was the that was not the middle eight. That was the later, yeah. the later sixty-four. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, but anyway, there was no. In brief words. We didn't give a fuck about common song structures. Yeah. It just developed that way, and in the end I thought, it's not very common, but it's great, let's do it this way. Yeah, and of course the, the song, just as you say there, just sort of builds and builds and builds the Gregorian chant aspect of it. Yawn then kicks in, and then all of a sudden then there's that sort of uh, heavier, and then, they, I, love, I always love a time change in a song. It's just like, you know, I just love a time change, and then it sort of like picks up, and then just you're away, and that's it. Just, yeah, we have, we have a lot. I, I love those time changes. We have them all the time, but we have... We have in a lot of songs, also in the um, uh, Ghost in the Moon and, and, and more songs, we have very subtle uh, 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 tempo changes. Yeah. Very, very subtle. So it's not like it, it's, it's, it's half time or double time. Yeah. 
but a very subtle increase of change where the dynamics pick up and the song like a steam steam tank gathering speed yeah uh, and we have these kinds of things a lot in this album in this album because also there was so much time because there was no no deadline and I mean we always worked until a record was finished I was never uh, delivering something that I was not convinced of just because there was somebody saying okay now you gotta deliver yeah that was never really the case but for this album a deadline was not even close it was not even on the horizon yeah and for a very long time so it was just okay let's go back to that song let's try this let's do that and there, were, there are way more songs floating around that will eventually see the light of day at one point yeah. that haven't been completely recorded yet but we worked without without a deadline nothing no pressure oh, because, uh, did, did you find that that sort of uh, allowed you to sort of relax and let the ideas come in a more organic natural way then? I mean you, you always seem to be a, a guy that's full of constantly full of ideas you always give that impression that you've just got something you, your mind's always buzzing musically lyrically so did it sort of become, become more organic because you've got no pressures on yourself um I've, I've always got ideas um, which I capture on a, on a phone or yeah. on the computer which I carry around most of the time and I've mostly I have not now but mostly I have even when I'm on a road trip I have my keyboard with me and, and to capture ideas um, but for this for this record I, I think it was just subconsciously something was different subconsciously because nobody expected anything yeah. and I was happy I made sure nobody expected anything and sometimes you have to really fight hard for for that luxury uh, lux, lux, yeah for, for that luxury to yeah. not have people accept, uh, expect anything yeah. Yeah. and I think that that really 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 helped I I could write something and put it aside not think about it not saying like okay this has to become something usable it was just putting it aside and going back just out of pure joy going back to it and say hmm that's a that's a good song but I think the intro really sucks yeah <laughs> we should do something different with it what if we do it that way and and so a lot of things just happened because there was so much time and no pressure at all yeah and I can work under under a certain pressure I don't have a problem I've always ideas and I can, I've always uh, like uh, I have ideas back at home that I have captured at some point whenever I'm in the garden or doing whatever yeah there are always certain ideas that I can fall back to or uh, go back to and, 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 and do something with them. Yeah. But for this album, it was, it was just, I could really work out. Also because, because um, I, was, I had the financial background to just do things and, and without worrying um, that I had to deliver anything to get the money back yeah. real quick. Yeah. I just said, oh no, let's do it. No, let's do it. Let's let's go and hire that choir. We did. We need a gospel choir. So I, I wanted to have a proper gospel soul choir. So Sasha said, I know these these ladies and and men from uh, from a musical um, African and American people that are singing for for musicals in, yeah. in Hamburg theater musical plays. And he said, let's let's ask them. Let's hire them. And I asked them, so we hired a studio. It, it cost a fortune for the relatively little amount, because it were many people, and, uh, four, four singers, many tracks. We had to redo them and redo them, and we hired a studio in Hamburg, and we just did things without thinking, uh, 
will that pay off? Yeah. Will it, does it make sense? Is it reasonable to spend this money? It was just like, can we afford it? Yes, we can. Let's do it. <laughs> and that's a luck, and that's a great situation. And if you have a, the position, I'm very thankful we had that situation. But if you have a situation like that, you really put music. A lot of people say that commerce and commercial success has got uh, is 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 something bad for creativity and for the, the for creative art yeah no I say it's not at all it's just when you when you don't have to really worry about how much something costs you do things just out of pure joy yeah and I think in return that will make you reach a, a, a point or get a result that is much better than if you are stressed out and say okay how can we How can we make this work with only a very limited yeah. budget? Yeah. So we we went crazy without without having a, a a timeline or without seeing any anything on the horizon. Yeah. And that was something I, I really appreciated that yeah. that way of working. And also like having my own studio at home. Yeah. Building that own studio and going back there whenever I needed. That is a very, very great luxury. Yeah. That's one of the biggest Luxuries, luxuries, luxury, luxurious, luxury. Yeah, luxuries. It's definitely a luxury having your own studio instead of nipping over to see Sasha all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the thing is, I, I love, I love seeing Sasha. But you have to, uh, for every verse that I wanted to sing, whenever I had an idea, I had to jump on a train, go there three hours, sing for an hour, go back three hours. Yeah. So, going to the train station and everything, it was like one day nine or ten hours easily for just a verse and a chorus of vocals now I could say you know just like oh we, we have we have dinner in half an hour gonna go down the basement and really try 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 out something with that chorus real quick yeah. Yeah. and that's the situation you open a bottle of red wine and you sit there for five hours and you just try out things and you may have that one spark that will that is more valuable Then, not economically, but but to me, that's the way I, th yeah. I see it. It's more more. It makes up for all the money that you invest in a studio. Yeah. It's it's you have all these precious little moments that are the, those golden moments, and I had a lot of them. That's. It was a great situation to work like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, often the question, certainly uh, in terms of uh, Aventasia, is your uh, choice of uh, other individuals to sing on uh, the albums with you, uh, uh, guests, artists, or parts of the project, call it what you will. But obviously this time around you've got Millie from Creator, you've got yeah. Hansi Kirsch from Blind yeah. Guardian as well. So, I mean, how, how did they get involved? I mean, of course, th I think on this album, you've got Jeff Tate again, uh, and he seems, to, he seems to be appearing on a few more tracks this time around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but how did it come around with the ideas of getting Hansi involved and, and Millie as well? Well, Hansi and Millie were ob obvious choice because they're both friends of mine. And yeah. It was supposed to happen way earlier. With Miller. we've been speaking about it for years. Oh, yeah. right. And there was never the right passage. Now I had it. I called him up and he said, yes, if this time it's not the bonus track, I'm going to do it. He said, a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but he had sung on an Edguy record before and that yes. was the bonus track. Yeah. So he said, okay, make sure it's a proper album track and I'm, you have me. <laughs> So, with Hansi, it was it was he wanted uh, he, I wanted him to be on the Metal Opera album, but back then he was not available. He didn't have time. Um, I I asked him and he said, "Yeah, Toby, yeah, it's overdue. Let's do it." 
No worries, no problems, nothing. He immediately accepted. He listened to the two tracks I had in my film. Yeah. And he said, oh, that's great. One is going to bring out the Bart in me and one the Screamer. <laughs> Hans has got a great sense of humor and he's, got, he's, he's, he's a very special character. And with Jeff, it was... We had done two shows or three shows last year together. I also had sung with, with Operation Minecraft yeah. for one show or two shows. We got along very, very well. And he's a very nice person, very creative person. Yeah. And a, a true artist. And I, we spoke about it the first time we met. I said, like, if, we, if I'm ever going to do an Avantasia album again, I would love to work with you and I would love to work with you in a studio. Really, in one studio and not sending tracks. And he said, yeah, sure, great. Let's do it. Right. And, um, and that's what we did. Yeah. And I, we met in Frankfurt. We hooked up. Uh, I rented a studio and worked together for those two, th three tracks. Two tracks we did there. One track he did back at home. And it was great working with yeah. him. He's yeah. such, so, he's got such a unique voice, and he's in, he's been an inspiration for all of us traditional heavy metal singers yeah. who sing that type of vocals. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, whoever, all these theatrical. Uh, tenor vocalists you know being Michael Kiske of Halloween he has been really really he, he, I mean Jeff was a huge inspiration yeah for Michael and uh, and it was simply great to have to have Jeff do it and of course he's going to join us on tour and he's, he's a great guy great to hang out with and Great taste in red wine. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, yes, yeah, so, yeah, sorting his own red wines out. In his own red wine, it was really funny after we had done the first show together. Um, maybe five days or six days later, UPS rang my door, and there's a, there, there's a package for Tobias Sand. I said, yeah, yeah, and uh, it was a huge box of red wines. Nice. And uh, and it said, hey, Toby, thanks, thanks for for uh, for sharing my or for for. Uh, joining my musical journey or sharing out whatever it was just it was a nice gesture yeah uh, you know like 24 bottles of red wine <laughs> nice great yeah indeed now um, the, the concept of the album uh, Moonglow then what's the sort of uh, the, the ideas and is it a, a, a follow on from Ghost Lights then in no, terms of that or is it a separate it's, entity it's then? a completely new uh, uh, animal um, it's it's uh, it's a conceptual album. I wouldn't necessarily call it rock opera. Also, although the, the, the you know it's easier to market it that way probably. Yeah. yeah no, no, that's not true. When I didn't have a record deal and I was shopping the album and I was at uh, at the office of some major record company, the boss said, "Oh, the term rock rock opera that's that's too old fashioned a term. Uh, kids don't really like it. <laughs> I don't fucking care about what kids like or not. It's my art. Yeah. You know, it's it's just like." It's like you don't tell somebody who's making pizza, uh, well, kids don't like pizza, you should become a plumber. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that, I don't know if that comparison really works. That's, but, that's a reasonable okay. analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Uh, <laughs> pizza, plumber, yeah. No, it doesn't really make sense. But you, you get the point. Uh, no, it, it's actually really stupid, uh, what I just said. Uh, but anyway, it, it is. To, <laughs> I, I didn't want I didn't want to to do anything just for the sake of you know obeying to market research things you know so just because it, it's an old-fashioned term and and that's okay but still this is not a rock opera yeah it's a conceptual album and um, you know what makes what what makes it differ from a from a musical show or a rock opera is that 
when you when you write a, a rock opera, there has to be an arc of suspense or arcs of suspense, mm-hmm. like writing a novel or writing a movie, and this is a different art form. I wanted to write eleven individual poems that um, that would work on their own, but together would be the, a beautiful sum, uh, a, a beautiful new picture together. Yeah. So I wanted to create a world. Um, that would that would um, um, that that would be home to eleven individual poems. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a concept album about a, a, a the story is it's uh, it's it, it deals with a with a with a with a misfit with a homunculus with a freak with a with an outcast or whatever a creature that is created into a world where it doesn't find a place for itself. Um, and yeah, that's that's the, the subtitle of the album is um, "Narratives of a Misplaced Entity." And I wanted to create a, a, a world that would give me the chance to write things about my own personality, about my own experience, yeah. to write things that do matter to me, things that had to deal with expectations, with pressure, with not fitting in, with not finding the place, with being supposed to be someone else that you are not. And um, I, wanted to, I wanted to find an environment that would give me the option of writing in a very, very strong language, with strong language, by strong language, I mean, uh, I wanted to write something that would be very imaginative, very intense, uh, inspired by um, the Victorian revival of the Gothic novel, Arthur Mackin, um, Algernon Blackwood, these kinds of writers. I wanted to write a fantastic, I wanted to create a fantastic setting for very personal and also contemporary uh, things that I had on my mind. And... um, yeah, and that that idea, it was. It's a, it's about a, a creature that is created into a world, into an environment um, that it doesn't feel comfortable at, and that it doesn't find an emotional attachment to, and therefore it escapes into the into the, into darkness. It seeks shelter in the darkness because it cannot cope with the beautiful reality of the bold and the beautiful, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And in that, in that shadow world or darkness in it in that sheltering um, dark world it, it opens uh, through imagination it opens a door out of its supposedly maybe out of its misery yeah and yeah and I wanted to create 11 poems that were dealing with um, with different aspects of that journey or yeah. that, that creature yeah I mean, I mean that's that's quite interesting in terms of, uh, of that as a concept you're saying it's something that you wanted to sort of put as a narrative from personal experiences uh, and how easy was that to sort of to translate and because that's almost sort of bearing your soul and your heart to everybody that's listening and that sort of takes heed of the lyrics that you write is that always a, an easy thing to do um, it, it, it happens quite sub subconsciously I yeah. think you, you just um, I don't have a problem I mean I, I always saw playing music composing music and, and writing music I I always saw it as, as something um, almost as a catharsis uh, catharsis does that yeah 
cathartic Broad. sort of yeah absolutely yeah. asking does that word exist yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know just letting letting off steam letting, yes. uh, letting off things that 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 I have on my chest yeah. or letting things off my chest getting things off my chest so um, and and for the lyrics and the music that both helps me get out things but the, the, I, I don't want to just write oh when I was a kid my friends put me in the, in the, in the trash barrel <laughs> you know? I, 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 that, that, I want to create worlds and I want to write in a different language and that's been heavily inspired by uh, those great dark romanticism novelists yeah. That's the lang- That's that's my my words. I want to create worlds yes. that would um, that would that would allow me allow me to to um, to to be uh, to to throw in my my uh, yeah my, my 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 personal feelings yes. and at the same time create an imaginative world. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, if I can just ask you one last question, uh, and I mean that's really interesting in terms of that sort of uh, you know putting your whole sense and your whole feeling into that, which is something that uh, as a as a fan and as an audience member you do wholeheartedly every time I've seen you perform, no matter you know where you are and where, both in Ed Guy and in Avantasia. So of course being able to express your art in a live setting, you, are you looking forward to the world tour then? Absolutely. I mean it's it's like of course touring is it, it can be a grind. Yeah. Especially for a singer, you know, it's like uh, it, it looks like great fun when you have all these fans in front of you and they do whatever you want them to do. And you can even <laughs> say funny things like I did that in Milan once I said like hey, I'm 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 uh, I don't know. I'm a messenger of God, and I would like to you to kneel down. <laughs> of course, I was laughing about it, and everybody did it. And I was that scary. <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's great fun to be on stage, and 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 you can get addicted to having all these people in front of you and playing back in front of eighty thousand people and yeah. they sing along to everything. But the reality on the road is. As a singer, you're afraid of losing your voice. You don't speak. You're a nutcase. You're disappearing on your room. You can't party. You want this tour to be over sooner than, rather soon than later. You enjoy being on stage, but the whole thing around the whole pressure and stress, it's really bad for your mental health. In Avantasia, I have to say, we are nine singers. The the touring um, is just limited to nine weeks maybe yeah. because everybody's got there's Magnum and there's uh, Operation Minecraft there's Mr. Big and there's Pretty Mates and all, they all have their own bands so we have a limited time frame and that's why it's so precious and you know if I suck today if my voice is shot today yeah there's going to be Bob Catley, and he's going to save me. He's going to do his stuff. Everybody will be cheering, and I will just be a, make the next speech. So there's no pressure. Everybody knows that, and that's why all these singers that are maybe on their own tour, lunatics <laughs> like me, scared of losing their voice, yeah. and, you know, all these singers just relax because someone else is going to do the job in case something goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's a very special atmosphere, and yes, to answer the question... I love and I, 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 I love touring with Amtasia and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And it's going to be a great stage show. It's yeah. going to be it's going to be a big show. We're going to have a big set and um, the forum is not the biggest venue, 
but I think it's big enough to get most of the stage set right. on there. And um, yes, Jeff Tate, Eric Martin, Bob Catley, Jorn Lande, Ronnie Atkins, Herbie Langhans. I will be there too. <laughs> I should hope it's so. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> I should hope so. Well, uh, we're certainly looking forward to that. And uh, is it going to be just an advantageous show like the last one was? Just over three hours of, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. of epicness? Yeah, of course. Excellent. Three hours of epicness. No support act. Not because I don't like other acts, but just because we don't want to we don't want to uh, play shorter because because of the support yeah. that's why we say okay it's going to be an Aventine, evening with Avantasia old songs new songs everything and when you have eight or nine singers on one stage and you want to do everybody justice and have everybody do his songs then the show is, is already three hours long so yeah. you can't really have an opening yeah. act that's why it's just going to be Avantasia yeah Absolutely. Well, Toby, thanks very much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Thank uh, you. And uh, certainly uh, looking forward to you back over here with Avantasia in uh, 2019. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Very much. you.